Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Few will admit it, but research shows a significant number of people are biased toward the disabled. InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco has the details. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Michigan State University calls it the largest study of its kind. 300,000 people took part over 13 years in research about bias toward the disabled who are defined as having a physical, mental, or emotional limitation. The insights could have important implications for the disabled who are less likely to be employed or command the same earnings as people who are not disabled. Joining us now is William Chopik, MSU Assistant Professor of Psychology and the study's senior author. Professor, your study delved into two kinds of attitude. Let's understand those. First, an implicit attitude. Those are thoughts or feelings? Exactly. Those are the thoughts and feelings and associations we hold about people with disabilities. We don't really have conscious access to those, and they're really hard to control a lot of the time. So those are kind of the real thoughts. Is that kind of the way to put it? Yeah, that's accurate. Now, an explicit attitude. What's that? Explicit attitude is sort of what you convey to the world. So when I ask you, how do you feel about people with disabilities, your answer is usually controlled. You're usually thinking about how you'll be viewed when you say your feelings. So those are the more conscious and controlled thoughts and feelings that you broadcast to the world. And so with those two in mind, your study found that people's true feelings of bias, those implicit attitudes toward the disabled, changes with age? Does that increase or decrease the bias, and is the progression steady? Yeah, it looks like older adults hold higher bias against people with disabilities, and that could be a lot of different things. It could be that younger adults are more progressive and accepting, maybe older adults have dealt with a lot of disability themselves. We don't exactly know why older adults might be more prejudiced towards people with disabilities, but at least from what we can tell now, older adults tend to be more biased. But are those who harbor bias willing to express their true feelings outwardly? Definitely not, and that's actually one of the things about our research program now is we're looking at what are the conditions under which we are able to broadcast our true feelings I'm sure some people restrict themselves to broadcasting how they truly feel and what exactly are the consequences and context in which we feel comfortable doing that. You found that women were less likely to harbor implicit bias against the disabled than men. How big was the gap? The gap was pretty small between men and women, although it was a pretty robust finding where women were more accepting of people with disabilities. In terms of having a theory, we think that women in general feel warmer towards people from sensitive groups. Likewise, men are a little more prejudiced in general towards all sorts of stigmatized groups. So it's something we consistently see in previous research. It might have to do with how people think about the world, how people think about other groups. Women tend to report warmer feelings towards other people in general, so that might be one explanation. Let's talk about the aspect of familiarity. For those who've had more contact than others with the disabled, what did you find? We found that they reported lower implicit and explicit bias, and that could be something like, do you simply have a friend who has a disability? Do you have a family member? Maybe at one point you had a disability yourself, but then you don't anymore. So when you have a familiarity with those type of experiences, whether it be yourself or even talking with someone who has a disability, it looks like you feel warmer towards people with disabilities in general. 
And I noted that approximately 15% of the 30,000 people that you surveyed who did identify themselves as disabled, did you see any particular different results with this population than with the rest of the research group? We did. When we zoom in on people with disabilities, we ask them all sorts of questions about their experience. What type of disability do you have? Is it relatively permanent? At what age did you receive this disability? Do you go to disability support groups? Do you have friends? Do you have a community? And it looks like a deeper engagement with the disability community is associated with warmer interactions with other people with disabilities. So in general, people with disabilities feel warmer towards their own group, but then among those who are really invested in the community, they have particularly positive feelings. We're visiting with William Chopik, Michigan State University Assistant Professor of Psychology, about a new study on bias toward the disabled. Did your study professor find out why some people develop biases toward the disabled? In our particular study, we didn't look at that, although there are a few studies that show that a lot of this bias happens from a really early age. So a lot of things are communicated to us from a very young age. And one of the things that develops maybe as possibly early as middle childhood, we start to harbor negative feelings towards people with disabilities. In general, there's some evidence to suggest even increases across lifespan. But at the moment, we're trying to come up with a few different intervention studies to try to reduce bias towards people with disabilities. And you've been quoted as saying that sometimes becoming more aware of a prejudice might increase implicit prejudice. How does that work? In a way, you think that having people challenge their existing attitudes and preferences might mean that they critically evaluate them and deconstruct them, but biases are pretty ingrained. And like I said, even if you're aware of something, that doesn't necessarily mean you could change it or think differently automatically. So part of it might be if you're aware of it, maybe you're more vigilant to become more attentive to people with disabilities. And like I say, we're sort of biased not only in the thoughts we have now, but also how we gather evidence about the world. And that's one of the ways in which maybe making people aware of these biases doesn't necessarily always translate to a good thing. Can you say how the levels of prejudice that you found toward the disabled compare with prejudice based on gender or race? It's generally pretty comparable when you look at the results from our various implicit bias tests. So it's about the same magnitude as bias towards, say, older adults, African-Americans, women pursuing STEM and science roles. So it looks like it's almost just as big or on par with other types of bias. You have been quoted on the need to make society more inclusive. So in employment in particular, are better laws or more enforcement of them needed to protect the disabled from discrimination? Yeah, I believe so, especially when we look at the bias and the fact that it's so pervasive and a lot of people aren't necessarily aware of it. So one way is if you sort of set up a structure in society that requires people to have protections towards people with disabilities. The hope is that then people's attitudes shift as people with disabilities are included more in, say, the workplace or public spaces. Then as a result, you have interactions with them and you realize that, hey, they're not so bad or, you know, you have these really enriching experiences that change your worldview. So the hope is that on a societal level, we'll be able to do a few of those things. And then as people with disabilities become more and more integrated, then people's attitudes can start to change. Professor William Chopik, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.